there's thousands of people that are not working right now, and there's a lot of children that are not going to have meals. So it is such a joy to be able to provide food for families that you know have such an important need. It's been amazing coming from, uh, from England, from a very small church in the community that's always been uh, reaching out to the people that are nearby to coming to a very large church and seeing that that heart hasn't changed, that Christ's people, wherever they are in the world, are going out of their way to reach those around them. And so it's wonderful to be part of a church that just has a heart uh, to love those around them. And even in the time of crisis, to, uh, to put ourselves out there, not just to look uh, to the needs of ourselves, but actually to the needs of others, which is just what Jesus did. Well, hello, Water of Life. We're glad that you're with us, spending time with us as we experience home church together as a family. I'm Pastor Matt, Senior Director of Family Ministries, and I just wanna start off by saying hi to all you that have already tuned in with us just a few minutes early. Now, we're not getting started yet, but I see you're logged in and that's a great idea. We're glad that you did. Here's just a few reasons why. We want you to address any tech issues that you might have. Volume, check your volume on your device, depending on the platform that you're watching on, check your connectivity, check the quality, as there's different ways to watch, such as on YouTube, Facebook, and of course, our website, wateroflifecc.org. Now don't forget, connecting with a live chat is so important as you watch the service. We have pastors that are available online. They would love to pray with you, answer any prayer requests or questions that you might have about the service. If you have little ones in the house, we're so glad that you're with us. See, our kids ministry has an incredible worship opportunity and message for your child every single week from preschool all the way to fourth grade. Now, if you have a student, uh, fifth grade through young adults. That's our next gen department. We have incredible content coming out for your teenager and young adult. Now, we want you to stay connected. A great way to do that is wallupdates.com. W-O-L updates.com. Here you'll find links for all the different ways that you can watch online, find resources for your family, and stay updated on everything happening here at Water of Life right now. You can also watch any past messages that you've missed on our app, our website, or on YouTube. Well, we're gonna get started here in a few minutes, but before we do, I wanna encourage you, grab that cup of coffee, grab a seat on your chair, your couch, on your device, take a moment and give yourself some space. Remove distractions, and since we're on the topic of past messages, let's take a look at last week's experience. I want to talk to you today about three things that God really wants to shed over you and put over each of us. He wants to be your protector, your provider, and your defender. When you're in a hard time, it's so easy to think, God forgot us. 
No, God doesn't forget his people ever. His mercy endures forever and ever. He did for Zachariah what he wants to do for you and I today. He wants to remind you that you can trust him. Isaiah 33, 14 says, no weapon formed against me shall prosper. Hell wants to destroy you, your family, your heart, your joy, so that you can't sing. But God wants to say this to you today. I am a wall of fire around you. I can protect you, I can defend you, and I can create joy inside of you again. Well, welcome, welcome Water of Life family. We are so glad that you are tuning in to our services this weekend. Well, my name is Pastor Jakeem. I'm our young adults pastor here at the church, and I just want to say welcome and thank you for tuning in. I also want to encourage you that this is a great time, that regardless of what platform you're watching on, whether you're checking us out on YouTube or Facebook, or maybe you're watching on our Water of Life website, I want to encourage you to share the link. Invite a family or friend to come participate and watch service with you. I also want to encourage you that if you would like to participate in giving this weekend, you can do so on our Water of Life mobile app, as well as by visiting our website. Family, our, I mean church, our generosity each week, man, has just been so amazing. And with our generosity, it gives us the opportunity to continue serving, loving, and caring for people all over the world. Well, my one hope this weekend is simply to welcome you as well as prepare us as we go into worship. But I do wanna take a moment and share one announcement with you. And that announcement is about our Water of Life online bookstore. Yes, that's right. Our bookstore is now completely online and it's a great place where you can go and find different Bibles, books, children's resources, gifts, apparel, our artwork, and so much more. I want to encourage you that after service to go on over to Water of Life, I mean, sorry, wallbookstore.com. That's W-O-L bookstore.com. And you can go check out all that's over there. I think as we are in the middle of graduation season and it's upon us and, and Father's Day is right around the corner, I think it's a great place to go and get gifts for our loved ones for those occasions. Well, like I said, I'm really pumped and excited to jump into worship, and I'm so excited for what's in store for this service. And as we get ready to go into worship, I did want to share a quick verse with you, and it's Psalms 139, verses 7 through verse 10, and it says this, David's speaking, and he says, I can never escape from your spirit. I can never get away from your presence. If I go up to heaven, you are there. If I go down to the grave, you are there. If I ride the wings of the morning, and if I dwell by the farthest oceans, even there your hand will guide me and your strength will support me. I wanna read verse seven one more time. And it says, I can never escape your spirit and I can never get away from your presence. I think this week as I was reading this passage, it was such a big reminder for me and I think can be a reminder for each of us. I know right now in this season of social distancing and and we haven't maybe been able to come together, right, to, to worship maybe down here in the altar or when we come to church and we sing with our families. And like I said, we've had to be distant. And I think maybe that's impacted your worship. Maybe that's impacted the way that we experience service. It's, maybe it's tampered with the excitement and the joy that we usually tend to come with. And this passage was a giant reminder for me. And even though, yes, I do miss the moments where we get a chance to jump together and worship together and sing together, just like David, I had to be reminded that God is still near. 
And I want that to be our encouragement or, or my push as we jump into worship today is whether you're in your kitchen or maybe you're in your living room or your bedroom, maybe in your car, and that even though, yeah, we can't be together and, and maybe we can't sing out loud and jump together, I think that same excitement, that same joy that we go forth with worship and the, uh, that same joy and excitement that we go forth when we go to service, we should still have because we know that God is near. Just like for David and how the psalmist David said, I can never escape your presence, that you are near. God is near us in all of it. So as we go into worship, I'm gonna pray for us. And I pray with that heart that we would be reminded that Jesus, that God is near us. Jesus, thank you so much for who you are. Thank you so much for today and all that you have for our services and, and this time that, um, Lord, we just pray this is that we would be reminded that we would know that the God of the world who's crazy about us is near and is close to us, and that we would worship, Lord, that we would celebrate, that we would praise knowing that you are close. Lord, in this space and in this time that you would encounter us, give us each a unique experience with you and that you'd have your way. Lord, we thank you and love you for all that you're doing. In Jesus' name that we pray, amen. Well, all right, Water of Life family, let's worship together.
believe he's turned some things around tonight. Today, wherever you're at.
It was bad.
your words. Your hand is all I need. All I need is you, Lord. Is you, Lord. All I need is you. All I need is you, Lord. Is you. our prayer today, God. We lean into you. We trust you. We fall into the arms of the one who carries it all. Lord, we trust you right in the middle of everything. We say, we need you. We don't need another opinion. We don't need another word from anyone. We need your voice tonight. Speak to our hearts. trust you right in the middle of it, God. We love you. We praise you. Thank you for your presence. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen, and amen. We're so glad you're joining us from wherever you're at today. Thank you for worshiping with us. I pray that God has invaded your homes, your families, your, your loved ones with his presence. And it's not over yet. The word's coming, so I ask that you prepare your hearts as it comes. God bless you guys. Welcome, 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 Water of Life. We're so glad that you're here with us, even though you're just online, but we are happy that you're here and believing that we're gonna be joining back together really soon. Just so grateful, it looks like there's movement finally and uh, things are gonna start to open up for us. So before we jump into the word today, we wanna stop and just um, give thanks. It is Memorial Weekend. It's not just a three-day weekend. It's a time to stop and honor people that gave their lives so that we have the freedom that we have to even be at church or in church. So just wanna, let's pray right now. Father, I wanna pray for families that have lost loved ones, particularly in Iraq, Syria, the conflict in Afghanistan, Father, for people that have given their lives over the years and years of our country's life. We're grateful for their sacrifice, Father. We don't wanna go uh, unmindful. We don't wanna just blow through the weekend because we get three days off. We wanna say thank you, God, for living in a country where we can worship you freely. Thank you, Father. Everybody said amen, amen, amen. Okay, we also need to stop right now and just say congratulations to all of you graduates. Man, we need to pray for you. You didn't get to go through graduation, and if it helps you at all, uh, I didn't go through my college graduation, I didn't go through my master's degree graduation at Claremont Graduate School, and I didn't go through my graduation in seminary. You might say, how come? I don't know why, I just finished my degrees and I left, you know, and I was like, I'm out of there. And then when I did a doctorate, I wanted to go through graduation and that is a whole nother story, but I didn't make it there either. Um, but I just wanna say 
congratulations to all of you for making it through. Those of you who graduated from college, from high school, from school of ministry, way to go. Way to go, way to go, way to go. Don't let the pandemic, the quarantine minimize what God has done in your journey because your journey is so important to your life and your destiny. Hang on to that. Then finally, I wanna to talk to you about small groups. Small groups are an experience, an opportunity to have community, and how many of you know we need that? I was just talking to somebody this week, emailing back and forth, and they were saying, my small group is so important to me. Um, we wanna invite you to lead a small group online. Jump into leading a small group online. We're looking for men and women who would like to help lead small groups right now. If that's you, we need you. There is such desperate need right now for people to connect. Even though it's at Zooming, online, wherever it is, we want to invite you to come out, get an email. If you got the email, you just click on the email. If you haven't gotten the email, you call a church office, go to our website, click on the small group page, and just start, click on start a group, and we'll get you hooked up there. And if you can't get any of that, call the church office. We'll get you connected. We want you to be part of what we're doing in small groups. We need you right now. We need you, we need you, and we need you. So you got your Bible, your iPad, your phone. Turn to Zechariah chapter four. We're gonna jump into some amazing, amazing scriptures today and this week. And this is just a great, great, great picture. So Father, we wanna come and ask you, Holy Spirit, fill up your word with your glory, Father. Fill up your word with your presence, Lord. Touch us, move hearts today, this weekend. Whoever hears this message, Father, I know there's people all over the world and all over the country listening these days. We pray that you would move our hearts in the name of Jesus. Everybody said amen, amen, amen. Now, some of you have asked, we're in the second part of a series on Zechariah, why would you do Zechariah? We do Zechariah because it's a book about hope. Zechariah is really the prophet of hope. So a little bit of background on Zechariah. He came out of what was called the, 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 the captivity in Babylon. He was a young guy. Uh, people had just started coming back to Israel probably 20 years earlier and Zechariah was born right at the end of that 70-year captivity. When he came back into, um, into Israel, he was coming as a priest because he was born into a priestly family. So just 20 years earlier, Jews had started to migrate back to Jerusalem. They had started to lay the foundation for a temple to be built again, but the work was not going well. It was not happening. And Zechariah was a young guy. So all of you young people just need to get this in your head, how God used him. Because see, Zechariah, he imparted hope. And I'm believing for him to do the same thing to you today and to some of you who are hurting. You gotta get this. Jesus has the power that you need. He imparted to Zechariah. He wants to impart it to me. He wants to impart it to you. And so the reality is here you got this foundation being laid for the temple, but the work was not going well. So Zechariah shows up. It's bad. Things are looking bad. Kind of like showing up on the scene right now in our country or the world. Things are looking bad. But the truth is this. There, there was just no heart to move on. A lot of people had caved in and given up. Zachariah's like, man, we don't want to give up. There was a guy named Zerubbabel leading. And if you know anything about the return and the rebuilding of, of um, Jerusalem, you know that we've studied Nehemiah. Nehemiah was a powerful leader. He rebuilt the walls around Jerusalem, and he was able to motivate people, fight the battles, all of that. Zerubbabel was just the opposite. He was not a great leader. He was just a faithful guy that God was using, and what's so great about this story is so many of us are like Zerubbabel. We're maybe not great leaders, but we want to be faithful people. 
And friends, if you're a faithful person and you're tasked with building something for the kingdom of God, I want to tell you today, God can do the work through you. That's the story of Zerubbabel and Zechariah. So God never minimized the greatness of the task of rebuilding the temple. It was a huge thing. It was difficult to motivate the people at this point. It was difficult just to motivate some of you today. It's difficult because you're discouraged, some of you. You're cast down. And God wants to say, listen, you need to recognize what I can do because I can do more than you can do. I'm not minimizing what you're up against. It's larger. Friends, sometimes when I pray right now, I think like this. What a wild time to be alive. None of us ever dreamed we would see the world look like it does right now. But this is a great time to be alive, to build the kingdom of God. This is a great time to see God do some supernatural things in us and through us and with us. See, God wants to say to you what he said to Zechariah and Zerubbabel. He is greater than whatever we're up against. His spirit's work in us is able to overcome all that comes against us. The, the virus, the struggle, the unemployment, whatever it is, it's, it's a mountain to you. I mean, some of you are out there right now, you're like, wow, the mountains are big. Well, I want to tell you, this is such a great picture about mountains being large in your life here. Mountains of despair, mountains of depression, mountains of loneliness, mountains of debt, mountains of discouragement. God wants to say this to you. I will level the mountains in front of you if you will trust me. So let's read together. From Zechariah chapter 4, verses 6 or 7, it's up on your screen right now. Let's read it loud together. I know you're sitting in your house going, I'm not going to read loud. Come on, read loud with me right now. This says, then he said to me, this is the word of the Lord to Zerubbabel saying, not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord of hosts. What are you, O great mountain, before Zerubbabel? You will become a plain and he will bring forth the top stone with shouts of grace and grace to it. Friends, this is one of the most quoted verses in all the Bible. People love this verse. Not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. See, such a great verse declaring the power of God over circumstances and situations. Over your circumstances, over your situations, but it's over my circumstances, my situation. There's so much more here, though that I want you to get, get your heart and your head around today. There is a way of life that is declared in chapter four of Zechariah that some of us are not living and we don't even understand. Verses one, two, three, four, and five, you got your Bible, your iPad, your phone, let me read them to you, the first five verses, and give you some context on what we just read about not by might, not by power. It says, and by the way, this is a picture that's very much like the book of Revelation. This is a picture of prophecy. It's a picture of vision and revelation. It's a supernatural picture. So get ready for that. It's very revelation-ish. So in verse one, it says, the angel who was speaking with me returned and roused me as a man who was awakened from his sleep. And he said to me, what do you see? And I said, in this vision, I see and behold a lampstand all of gold with his bowls on top of it and seven lamps on it, and seven spouts belonging to each of the lamps which are on top of it. Also, two olive trees are by it, one on the right, one on the left of the bowls. Then I said to the angel who was speaking with me, what are these, my Lord? And the angel who was speaking with me answered and said to me, don't you get it? Don't you know what's there? Well, most of you are probably sitting there saying the same thing. I don't get it. What's there? 
Don't you know what these are? And then he said, no, I don't know, my Lord, what it is. And then the angel makes a declaration. It is not, this is the word of the Lord to Zerubbabel, who you're not a great leader, and it's not gonna be accomplished by you, but it will be accomplished by me. It is not by your might, not by your power, but by my spirit, says the Lord of hosts. So, so there's this declaration that comes after this vision. So let me explain the vision to you really quick. Verses two, three, four, and five. You got, two, you got lampstands, you got golden lampstands. So you have seven lamps on it, uh, seven spouts belonging to the seven lamps, two olive trees, one on the right, one on the left. So the seven, the seven lamps and the seven spouts equal completion and fullness. So you've got these lamps, they're golden lamps, which tells you that it's from God, it's a blessing, they're strong, all of that. Seven, seven lamps, seven spouts, equals completion. Seven is a number of completion in the Bible. So you know this, the picture that God has given is this is a done deal, man. I got this. I have already instituted it. It's gonna happen. Then it says that there are lampstands. So what is a lampstand? Well, you go to Revelation. Chapter one, verses 12 and verse 19 in, in Revelation tell us that lampstands are the church today. We recognize a lampstand is the church. And so that we know this also deals in this old prophetic context with Israel, but it was a picture of the church. So what do you have here? You got two olive trees pouring into these lampstands, spouts coming out of the lampstands that are pouring into the people, and so you've got this picture of unlimited supply of oil. So these two trees, one on the left, one on the right, pouring into seven lampstands, a number of completion, and then the lampstands are pouring out to where? To Zerubbabel. So if you know anything about your Bible, you know this, that oil is always a picture of the Holy Spirit. So in the Old Testament, if you turn to 1 Samuel chapter 16, verse 13, you'd see Samuel anointing David as a young man to become the king of Israel. And he poured oil on him, anointed him with oil, and it says, and the Holy Spirit fell on David. So we know this. We know that oil is a picture, and throughout the Old Testament, all over the place, there's a picture of anointing. Jesus even said in Luke chapter four, the anointing of the Lord is on me. It's a picture of literally rubbing oil into the person's life. It's the word anointing. And so when you get this picture of anointing here, it's a picture of unlimited supply flowing from olive trees into the lampstands and then into Zerubbabel. It's an incredible picture because really, listen, Zerubbabel, you're not a great leader, so it's not gonna be by your might, your power, your possibility, I'm gonna do this. And by the way, my supply is unlimited. There's no way this is gonna run out. It's perfection, it's completed, it's finished, that's what the number seven means. It's a, such a great picture and then, he goes back and says, well, what does it mean? What does it mean to the angel? And the angel's very clear. Verse five, the angel speaking with me, he said, don't you know what it means? And he says, no, Lord, I don't. Then he declares, this is the word of the Lord to Zerubbabel, not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord of hosts. Such a great picture, friends, because some of you right now are out of oil. You're out of power. You're out of possibility. You're out of gas. You're like, Pastor Dan, you have no idea how this has run me down and run me out. I'm discouraged. I feel like giving up. I hear it all the time from your emails, from people writing me. Don't give up. Stay strong. Listen, God has got this. Go to the Spirit of God. Realize this. When he says that the Holy Spirit, the oil of God, the power of God is flowing freely to everybody who wants it. And the, and the power of the Spirit, friends, 
is the power of, to be comforted. 2 Corinthians 1, 3, and 4 says this, Praise be to the God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of compassion or mercy, and the God of all comfort, who comforts us in the time of trouble so we can comfort those who are in trouble with the comfort that we receive from God. Friends, some of you just need to go to God right now and say, Holy Spirit, you are called the comforter. I am desperate to be comforted. Don't go to the refrigerator. Don't go to the stores. You can't even go to the stores anymore, can you? Okay, but you can go to the refrigerator. Don't go to the drugs. Don't go to alcohol. Don't go to other addictions, friends, so you receive comfort. Go to Jesus. Jesus has power to comfort you. The Spirit of Jesus, the Holy Spirit, is called the Comforter. Literally, Jesus said in John 14, 26, but the Comforter, which is the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things. And I will send him, whom the Father will send in my name. He'll teach you all things and bring everything to your remembrance whatsoever I've said to you. John 15, 26, Jesus said, when the comforter has come, whom I will send to you from the Father, the spirit of truth, he who proceeds from the Father will testify of me. So you gotta get this picture. The golden oil in this picture, verses one to five, the golden oil is the Holy Spirit. And you might say, the two trees, some people say, who are the two trees? Is there a symbolism? Yes, there actually is symbolism for the two trees. It's likely Zerubbabel and, jo and Joshua, who were the high priest and the governor at this time, was a picture for this day. But friends, this prophetic word is just like Revelation, so many other prophetic words in the Old Testament. They're for the now, and they're for the next generation as well. So there's a picture here, it could be Jesus, by the way. Some people think it's Jesus and him operating in two offices as king and priest. But really, the picture's very clear here. God has the power to help us. The Spirit of God has the power to comfort us and care for us and empower us, and his supply is endless. That is the takeaway here. That's what you don't wanna miss. Not by might, not by power, but by God. See, God is never overmatched. God is never overmatched. Doesn't matter your discouragement. Doesn't matter your circumstances. God is never overmatched. The flow of his spirit is a flow of life that you need. Some of you don't live there. Some of you need to get there. Some of you need to go there. Some of you need to bow down to God, open up and say, Holy Spirit, help me. I need a flow of power. I need life right now. I need to be comforted. I need to be cared for. I need your presence to wash over me. I need you to protect me. And then friends, listen, when God does that, give it away. That God is a God of mercy, a Father of all comfort. He comforts us at a time of need with the power of the Spirit so that we can comfort other people with the comfort we've been given. 2 Corinthians 1, 3, and 4. You gotta give away what God has given to you. You are not, friends, you are not a reservoir, you're a river. Living water flows out of people who give it away. Open to the Spirit. Let the Spirit flow in you, to you, and through you. And literally, you have this picture of Zechariah making this statement about the power of God is your answer. Your only real answer, friends, if you want an answer that never stops, is point number two in your little outline, if you downloaded it, you got it there. It, he's the only answer that lasts. Friends, I understand we need science. I love science, I'm grateful for the scientists, I love education, but science and education are never gonna answer the deepest questions of this life for me or for you. The reality is, Jesus has your answer. Jesus will stay in when everybody else folds up and goes home. 
The army doesn't have an answer, and your own power is not your answer. Literally, it says that here. In verse six and seven, when he said to me, this is the word of the Lord to Zerubbabel, not by might nor by power. I wanna explain those two words to you in just a minute. But by my spirit. So it's not these two things over here, but it is this thing. God is making a really clear statement for some of you to get your head around. It is not by your might, not by your power. The power of the spirit literally is your way. Jesus said that in Acts chapter one, verse eight, you'll receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. You'll receive power. The same picture as over here. It's not by might of man or armies or power from people. It is by the power of the Spirit. Jesus prophesied it in Acts chapter one, verse eight, and it came forth in Acts chapter two. And we actually covered it last Wednesday night. Pastor Shane covered it in Acts chapter 10 when the Spirit of God fell on Gentiles, non-Jewish people. And friends, that's us. When you see this picture, the word power, many of you have heard this before, it's dunamis. And dunamis, though, is a very, very interesting word when you unpack it. It comes from the root word dunamahi. Dunamahi, which means to make something possible. So you gotta get this great picture. Dunamas, power. Dunamahi, which means it's something that comes forth is impossible, and it becomes possible. Literally, the power of the Spirit makes possible things that otherwise are not possible. It makes you and I able to overcome things we could never overcome on our own ability. The Spirit of God was saying this to Zerubbabel, dude, you're not a powerful leader. Let's just lay that out straight away. You are not gonna ever be Nehemiah. You're never gonna be Moses. You're just gonna be you. But here's some good news for you. I'm crazy about you. And I'm the one who created you with your abilities and your lack of abilities. I'm the one who created you. And I'm the one who positioned you for such a time as this. I put you in the right spot at the right time so that you could do what nobody else could do, not by your might, not by your power, but by mine, by the power of the Spirit of God. And friends, that's a word for some of you right now. You need to figure this out. God wants to say to you right now, would you receive, would you understand that by his power, it is possible. Things that are not possible become possible. Literally, not by might, it means an army. It means not by the might of man, the power of an army. I mean, God used to always try to convince the Jewish people that you can marshal up all the armies of Egypt, all the armies of Babylon, all the armies of Assyria, you can, and they cannot stand against me. That's the picture here. The picture is not by might, not by the power of man or armies, not by your strength is the next word, literally, when it says not by might is an army, not by power or literally strength, it's my ability. Now here's the problem for all of us. We tend to think that we can rely on ourselves and get through it. You're not gonna make it, friends. That's why some of you are just really hurting right now because you've relied on yourself so much. And what the word is saying here, don't, don't. Listen, rely on somebody who can never, never fail you. Rely on the power of the Spirit. Jesus Christ has the power in, the, in his Spirit to empower you through any mountain that you're up against right now. But you've gotta yield to the power of the Spirit. You gotta understand that God alone 
can flatten your mountains. God alone can get you into places you can't get yourself. You can't. I mean, come on, let's settle this. You can't, but God can. You can't and I can't, but God can. God can do, friends, what we cannot do. Not by an army, not by my own power, relying on myself, my own smarts, my own wisdom, my own schooling. That is not gonna be the answer at the end of the day. It is by him, literally, that word power, dunamis, dunamehi, which is such a great word. It means to make possible. And if you take it literally, it's interpreted this way sometimes, it means I can. I can. So, 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 hold it. Some of you live your whole life saying, I can't. I can't. And Jesus wants to say to you today, you can. Not by your might, not by your power, but by my spirit. You can. Literally, by the Spirit of God, you can. You can. Jesus put it this way. I can do all things. The New Testament, speaking for us what Jesus Christ, I can do all things through Christ Jesus who strengthens me or empowers me. I think it's Philippians 1, 6, but you can do all things through Christ Jesus who, who empowers you. You can do all things, friends. There is no limit, no limit to what you can overcome every fear, every fault, every failure if you allow the Spirit of God to touch you. If you open the power of the Spirit, allow His Spirit to fall on you daily and empower you and just say, Lord, I can't. Man, I can't. I don't even want to get up and go to work today. I can't do it, but you can. You have what I need. That's, that's what makes this verse so powerful, why people go back to it over and over. Not by might, not by power, not by armies, not by the power of people relying on yourself, but by my spirit, says the Lord of hosts. Now watch where this goes. <clears throat> not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord of hosts. Then verse seven, verse seven is great first. What are you, O great mountain? Before Zerubbabel, you will become a plain, and he will bring forth the top stone with shouts of grace and grace to it. Hold it, get this. Zerubbabel, not a great leader, not a really strong individual, not a guy who, who would be really very self-reliant because he didn't have a lot to rely on. And God says this, oh great mountain, whatever obstacle is in front of you, you will become a plain before Zerubbabel. Really, this is saying to all of us, friends, whatever is in front of you right now, whatever mountain you are facing today, just think about it right now, just stop and ask yourself, what mountains are you facing right now? Discouragement, addiction, depression, unemployment. What mountain are you facing? And you read verse seven, Zechariah four. Oh, great mountain, you will become a plain before Zerubbabel. You cannot stand before the power of the Spirit. There are no mountains too high for God to conquer. You know, in February, I was able to travel to Mount Kilimanjaro in Africa and hike Kilimanjaro for seven days. <laughs> it was like, ah, seven days. Now, Kilimanjaro isn't Everest. It's 19,400 feet high. It was six days straight up and one day straight down. But friends, I'll tell you something about Kilimanjaro. It is the largest freestanding mountain in the world. It's not in a mountain range, it's in an open plain, and then just a mountain juts out of the ground. It's an amazing, amazing picture. It's the largest freestanding mountain in the world. And it, 
as I said, it's not Everest, but it's high. 19,400 is high, friends. And the truth was, six days of walking, uphill, uphill, and more uphill. That's all it was, was uphill, uphill, and more uphill. That's how some of your lives are, friends. Uphill, uphill, and more uphill. You're like, I quit. I can't do this anymore, Pastor Dan. I'm dying. Friends, yield. Open to the Spirit. There's a promise here that the Spirit of God will make your mountains flat. Ask God, God, I, I don't see any way through this obstacle. I don't see any way through this issue in my life. I don't see any way. I can't get what you could do. Ask God and watch him work. Because see, God has what you need. Not by might, not by, by power, but by his spirit. Zerubbabel would conquer all of his weaknesses because of the Holy Spirit who empowered him. The temple would be built. God would fulfill his word. And friends, I wanna tell you, we could do a study here for hours. I could walk you through the New Testament and show you that this is a word for you. God wants to complete the good work he's begun in you. God wants to level the mountains that are in front of you. Don't see your mountains as something to destroy you, but see your mountain as part of your destiny to build you. Don't see it as something to discourage you. Say, Lord, there's no way over the mountain. And God just smiles and says, that's all right. I can flatten the mountain. I, 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 listen, your mountain is called to be your, your victory today, not your defeat, friends. You've got to get your head around that. God wants you to say, the Holy Spirit can make your mountain flat. That Zerubbabel would conquer all of his weaknesses. I mean, how many of you out there right now want to conquer your weaknesses? I mean, I think if we were all together, it would be a loud shout, yes. I cannot conquer my weaknesses, but let me explain something to you. God has conquered your weaknesses. You've got to get that. God has conquered your weaknesses. Zerubbabel, not a strong leader, not a powerful guy. Mountains in front of him that he couldn't get over. What are your mountains that you can't get over? Is it anxiety, loneliness, fear? What is it that's, that's in front of you right now? The loss of a job, financial struggles, inward despair. God can heal them all. The Holy Spirit can comfort you, create protection around you, and then level the mountains in front of you and allow you to get over them. Friends, you've got to believe this. What perspective do you live out of? This is so important for some of you right now. What perspective do you live out of? Do you live out of the word of God and the promises of God or out of your own power and the promises of people? Because they will always fail you. The promises of people always fail you. The promise of God, listen, the 11th hour, the 59th minute, God comes through. But friends, he will level the mountains in front of you. Your mountain is called to be your victory, not your defeat. Verse seven, oh great struggle, oh great mountain. What is it? Is it the virus, the depression, the loneliness? the isolation, the discouragement, the loss of rhythm in your life, the loss of just the journey that you're so used to is gone right now, and you're looking at it thinking, it might not ever come back. I get that, that's hard for some of you, that's really hard, but you gotta understand this. What did he speak over the mountains? Listen to this word. What did God speak over the mountain? You will become a plain, and he with shouts of grace and grace to it. Friends, it's the grace of God that will get you through it. How, how are you going to stand, O oh mountain, before the Spirit of God? The answer is he can't. Whatever that mountain is, he will bring forth 
the top stone. The top stone, friends, is Jesus. We know him as the cornerstone. That's the beginning of a building. You lay the cornerstone. Everything comes off the cornerstone or the building's all cockeyed and crooked. But the top stone is when the work is finished and it's sealed at the very top. And Jesus said, listen, I am the beginning and the end. I am the cornerstone. I am the top stone. It says literally here, before Zerubbabel, you will become a plain with shouts of, uh, he will bring forth the top stone with shouts of grace and grace to it. Friends, you need a top stone in your life. It's Jesus. Listen to Ephesians 2, 8, and 9. It's by grace you've been saved through faith. It's not from yourselves. It is a free gift of God, not by works that you should boast, for we are God's handiwork. We are literally, the word is poema. We are God's poem. God is creating something beautiful and and extraordinary out of your life. And some of you are like, my life is a mess, Pastor Dan. No, 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 no. Don't keep thinking like that. Don't keep speaking that over yourself. Speak the word of God over yourself, friends. What you can't, he can. What you don't, he will. But you have to yield to him. Got to yield to God. You yield your depression, yield your anxiety, yield your fears, yield your losses to God. And listen, grace, grace, by grace and grace, God will do this. Not by works, not by your power that we should boast, for we are God's poema, his handiwork created in Christ Jesus for good works. God made you with a destiny. He set before you a possibility. God wants you to be successful. God wants you to be powerful. God wants you to overcome your mountains in him, not on your own power. Yield it to him. His grace, his love, his power will overcome your mountains. The capstone, friends, of the mountain was cut out of the mountain. The capstone comes out of your trial and your testimony. The capstone is the greatness of Jesus and what he does in your struggle to get through the mountain. It doesn't say there's not gonna be a struggle. It says in the struggle there will be grace and grace and Jesus will be in it with you. When you break through that mountain, he said then I'll cap it all off and you'll look back and go, what the heck happened here? That's impossible, that's right. With people it's impossible, with God nothing is impossible, Jesus said. That dunamahi, I can, Jesus said, you can do this in him. He will use, literally, what was meant for evil for good. It's Genesis 50, 15. It's that story of Joseph. When Joseph said to his brothers, do not be afraid, for I'm in God's, am I in God's place? Like his brothers were terrified. He's gonna come down on them. He's gonna pound them. Now that his father was dead, he was gonna judge them. And he said, no, 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 never gonna happen. That's not my heart. God has touched my heart. He said in verse 20, as for you, what you meant for evil against me, God meant it for good in order to bring about this present result to preserve many people alive. Friends, I know some of your circumstances feel hellish, and they are. I know that. God can overcome the enemy. You gotta believe that. The work that he wants to do in you is so powerful, hell cannot stand against it. You need to walk with confidence in an I can attitude, not I can't. I can do all things through Christ Jesus who strengthens me. I can get through every mountain. Oh, great mountain, you will become a level plain before Zerubbabel. 
You will become a level plane before each person who trusts the Spirit of God to do the work. Not by their might, not by some army, not by some human ingenuity, not by my strength, but by the Spirit of God touching, healing, renewing, and restoring you, and then releasing you into your poema, your destiny. It's Romans 8, 28. We know that God causes all things to work together for those who love God. The mountains become the capstone. The mountains glorify Jesus, and then he puts his hand on it and says, look at what I did through you. Friends, you need to get excited about this. If you're called according to his purpose, he will take your sorrows, your setbacks, your pain, your defeats, and turn them into breakthrough and blessing. You need to believe this today. Friends, some of you need to wake up right now and believe this. Your setbacks are just that. They are not, they are not defeats. They are setbacks. And you need to step back up and say, Holy Spirit, I trust you. Get me over that mountain this time. Get me over that place. I don't know how many days I'm going to have to walk uphill and uphill and uphill and uphill. But friends, you can do this by the power of the Spirit. You can do it. God will get you over your mountain, whatever it looks like, whatever despair, whatever setback, whatever sorrow, whatever pain, whatever defeat. He will. T- God wants to turn them into breakthrough and blessing. You gotta see it, friends. You gotta believe it. He will turn your mountains into His capstone for His glory. It will end up looking. You'll, you'll look back and you'll go, "What happened?" Here's what happened. You trusted God. You yielded to God's power. You didn't try to do it on your own. You just surrendered and said, I can't, but you can. Some of you start there with the I can't, but you don't get to the he can. And you need to declare that to hell. When you listen to those voices in your head, friends, we're gonna start a series in a couple of weeks on how do you manage your thought life? How do you manage your fears? How do you manage your anxieties? How do you manage the damage inside of you? Friends, the Bible is full of ways to be a conqueror, a hooper Nike, the Bible says, a super conqueror in Christ. You can in the power of the Spirit, even though you can't in the flesh. Today, I wanna ask you to yield. I wanna ask you right now to bow your head. Boy, if you were here, and I wish you were here. If you were here, I would be asking you to bow your head and then I would ask you to flood to the front, to open up again, fresh and new to God. Put away I can't and open up to I can. I can do all things. Oh God, level the mountain in front of me with shouts of grace and grace and grace and put the capstone of Jesus on top of the battle. So I want you to bow your head right now Some of you are in desperate places. I want you to open up your hands in a posture receiving, and I wanna pray for you right now. And ask Holy Spirit, wherever this video goes, wherever this broadcast reaches, I ask in the name of, of Jesus for you, Holy Spirit, to bring forth the grace, grace, the power, the flow of oil that would be unlimited, that this verse declares in Zechariah 4 that there would be an unlimited flow of power and healing and possibility. People who are negative, shut down and discouraged, today would feel breakthrough. Today would say, God, what have you done? This is amazing, I can't believe it. I know I can't, but I'm starting to believe finally that you can. So Holy Spirit, we release you right now and ask you to go and touch hearts and minds and destinies 
and situations and circumstances where there's wrong thinking and bad thinking and unbelief and raise their faith level right now in the name of Jesus. Raise their hope right now, Father, in the name of Jesus. Lift their hearts and their heads in the name of Jesus that they would begin to declare, I can, but he can. I can, but he can. Oh, great mountain, what are you in front of me? With shouts of grace, grace, I don't deserve anything. But by grace I was saved and by grace I will be victorious in Christ Jesus. You, Holy Spirit, will do the work that I cannot do in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, be released with power and authority. Move on to your church, on to your people, in the name of Jesus. We thank you for it, Father. We thank you, thank you, and thank you. Holy Spirit, you are what we need today. We yield to you. We say yes to you. Come, Lord, and level the mountains in front of us. In the name of Jesus, and everybody said amen, amen, amen. Listen, we would love to hear from you what the Spirit of God is doing in you, what God is saying to you. Friends, I know some of you, this is a huge, huge teaching for you. You need breakthrough, and God has what you need. You're looking at the mountains in front of you thinking, there's no chance, Pastor, there's a chance. I don't care how big it is. I don't care how great it looks to you. It is not by might nor by power, but by the Spirit of the Lord, by the Spirit of the Lord, that God will level the mountain in front of you. So we would love to hear from you. Jakeem's gonna come on right now and he's gonna close up and help you to understand how you can connect, how you can hear from one of our pastors. God bless you, God bless you, and God bless you. Just before you, behind you, above you, below you, walk in the I can of Jesus. Amen, 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 amen. Jakeem. Well, thank you, Pastor Dan. What a powerful message of hope from the book of Zechariah. Just like Pastor Dan mentioned, if you were impacted by the word tonight, we want to hear from you. You can call us if you need prayer at 909-463-0103. We have a team of pastors that would just love to pray with you and care for you, care for you and hear um, a, little about, a little bit more about your story. Well, Water of Life family, we are so grateful and thankful that you joined us today, this weekend for our service online. Until this Wednesday when we meet for Bible study or next Sunday, we just want you to know that we love you. Have a great, great week.